Hello and welcome to another episode of Manifesting with the Moon. This is a special edition following your Miracle Soul Retreats event with an episode all about aftercare for the soul. You guys, what an amazing weekend. We had a beautiful day yesterday of doing some seriously deep soul work and I wanted to address some aftercare issues in this episode. Just some things that quickly came to my mind as I was leaving the retreat to go about my everyday life back in the quote unquote real world. Uh, Just some advice and practical tips that um, I've gleaned over the years and some, I think, insightful downloads uh, spent in time reflecting on the event itself. So take a listen. I hope that this episode serves you. Even if you did not attend the retreat, I hope that you get something out of it. I think there's something for everyone. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening and I love you guys. I love you to the moon and back. Hey everybody, Dawn Champagne here, and this is a special recording from On The Road. I am quite literally on the road right now because uh, it's the day after our Miracle Soul Retreats, retreat event, um, Healing With The Elements, and I just climbed out of the canyon where I was unplugged, unwired for the last 36 hours during the retreat. And that was amazing. That was, uh, felt so good to disconnect, get back to nature, reconnect with my heart tribe, soak in the healing waters of the mineral hot springs, do some deep inner work focused around ancestral healing, around the inner critic, around spiritual sovereignty and grounding grounding into your new reality. These were the workshops that we put on at this event and we had a pretty good turnout and I I'm judging by the way people were lingering after the fact I mean well into the evening nine o'clock in the evening um, that it was well received. I'm hoping that it was um, and I'm hoping that everybody who attended got something immensely valuable out of the experience. I know I did, and I was one of the facilitators, but I always come away from these events feeling like I've grown exponentially um, just in showing up, number one, just in having the courage to show up and attempt to address or face um, you know what's on the other side within within me and then it's always a fun journey to be able to reconnect with the soul tribe the heart tribe and dive deep into um, our most perplexing paradoxes spiritually and otherwise of how these paradoxes can help us be better human beings in our everyday life and one of the questions that was asked last night after the session was how do you go about your everyday life after you attend a retreat like this how do you um, take what you learned and continue to grow from it instead of falling back into your old patterns your old behaviors 
your old dynamics? And that was a really good question, very powerful question. And I want to attempt to answer that in a couple of ways. First of all, from a practical perspective, which is that it's work. Um, That is to say that when we have the courage to show up to address these issues, we have to do it with the understanding that we're not just facing the issues for the sake of facing them, which in and of itself is really powerful and healing in so many ways. But we're actually here to tackle them, to integrate them, to, um, you know, reclaim the parts of our experience that left us feeling fractured and alone to begin with. And that's not going to happen in just one setting um, in a matter of 24 hours. And we're not going to, you know, leave that space and leave all of that work there. We take the work with us. And what that means, I guess, in a practical sense, is that once we leave the retreat, it's really important, very vital to take a look at your self-care practices and if you haven't got a a regular routine of self-care or you're not in the habit of tending to your needs, honoring your boundaries, all of that stuff, then um, I highly recommend that that be the first place you start. And if you don't know how to practice radical self-care, I know myself or April Lynn or Whitney or Jillian, any one of us who were facilitators at the event um, are more than happy to help you look at that and um, also strategize different ways that can help you um, maintain and build upon the work that you started at the retreat. And so if you're feeling um, like you need additional support, by all means, please reach out to one of us. Um, Our headquarters home base will be at Winging It in Nampa, um, 25 Wall Street in Nampa, and you can reach out there. Or, um, of course, if you have our contact info, you know, always feel free to reach out and let us know that you want to um, create and strategize a self-care plan for yourself to maintain uh, the work that you've done at the retreat and going forward so that it can help you approach and engage and integrate and be more of your human authentic self in everyday life. Now, the other way that I want to address that, of course, I, as an astrologer, um, I'm always thinking and, you know, math, myth, or music, (laughs) which is uh, the basic tenets of astrology um, and how it applies to the human experience. And as I was driving out of the canyon this morning, just now, I had a really powerful awareness. Um, I saw us sitting around that circle at the retreat. Um, just in reflection here. And I was thinking about how Vesta shows up in our lives. Um, In astrology, Vesta is an asteroid. And her archetype, the, uh, the asteroid Vesta, the archetype of Vesta is that of the priestess, 
the temple priestess, the one who is devoted, who shows us where our divine focus resides. But I was thinking about her because in looking at the experience that we just had, reflecting on it, I feel like many of us who came to this experience over the weekend did so uh, because there was a calling, a certain nudging that prompted us to show up and be present fully to uh, what exists for all of us, whether good or bad. And like I said, that's some serious work. That is divine work. That is something that is not lightly undertaken and requires the dedication and focus of a priest or a priestess uh, to continue on after the fact. And where we find the asteroid Vesta in our chart shows us where our divine focus is likely to manifest in our everyday lives. And I like to point out this particular point in your chart because it's a highly personal way to start strategizing um, means of a self-care plan for you once you participate in serious soul work like you just did over the weekend. And with Vesta as our guide, she kind of points us to our... um, not only our divine focus, but also our point of reintegration. Because one of the important things that Vesta's story tells us is not only were Vestal virgins of the Roman Empire, they were considered, um, in a way, in many ways, they were considered sovereign priestesses. They were whole and complete unto themselves, which is what the uh, word, the actual definition of the word virgin means is wholeness, unpenetrated. And of course, over time in our culture, the patriarchal culture in which we live, um, that was distorted. The meaning of the word virgin became distorted and sexualized. And, um, the way that we understand it today is very different than uh, what, how the word was embodied in the Roman Empire during Roman times. So basically, Vestal virgins were women who were free to roam about, <laughs> no pen intended, free to um, move about <laughs> without a male escort. They were able to... Um, have their own money to pay pay for their own way, although they didn't hardly ever have to. Um, in that time, in that day and age, if a woman was uh, walking about public without a male escort, she could be flogged, she could be imprisoned, or both. Um, there was no sense of sovereignty for women at that time. They were considered chattel. They were considered property. They were considered, um, uh, you know, impure, I guess, if they were unmarried and doing things that only a vestal virgin could do. 
So Vestal Virgins had a place of honor in that culture. They were highly revered. There were special places set out for them. Now, mind you, I said partially sovereign because the Vestal Virgins, in exchange for this freedom, they were to give up a substantial portion of time throughout their lives where they were dedicated as a temple priestess in devotion to the goddess Hestia and or Vesta and uh, for some that was a period of 30 plus years and so you can kind of see where the connotation of devotion comes into play here and I like that idea because it means like in the modern extrapolation of that it means that where we give our most divine focus is where we gain our highest freedoms and so if we can take that energy um, and that symbolism of the goddess Vesta and put it to work for us where we devote ourselves to our divine purpose and that includes methods of self-care um, then it really gains us a lot of freedom in the end and there's even an, a deeper story involved here as well where Vesta um, the Vestal Virgins they the, these temple priestesses their story their practice their traditions go back even further than ancient Rome in uh, my understanding uh, is that in ancient Sumer, the temple priestesses were really vital to the community, in service to their community, in a way that, um, you know, we we might extrapolate in the modern sense, um, apply the symbolism in the modern sense to what we're talking about here. But what happened in the ancient Sumerian? Uh, times with the temple priestesses their function was a function of reintegration and what I mean by that is um, according to mythology or to the ancient stories rather to ancient scripture um, temple priestesses had a highly revered place as well within their community and their function and their purpose was to um, help rebalance the energies uh during critical times. For instance, when warriors would go off to fight in battle, you can imagine that these warriors likely saw, you know, uh, traumatic, traumatic experiences. And not only saw them, but experienced trauma to a very deep, um, deep, deep level. And if they survived that experience and say the war was over, the battle was over, it was time for them to come back to their community. They weren't allowed to just infiltrate their communities. They weren't allowed to just return home. They were required through their culture, their cultural norms at the time to re-enter through the temple and that meant spending some time with a temple priestess and while we can ascertain that that meant some sexual healing of 
energies, you know, reintegrating that hyper aggressive masculine warrior energy um, and combining it with the super calm and receiving and, you know, receptive feminine vibe from the temple priestesses, um, whether that be through sexual healing or through cuddle parties. Uh, what we do know for certain is that um, this practice allowed these warriors to re-enter their society without the subsequent trauma of, you know, perpetuating that trauma into their society. They were able to process in a way that um, soothed their soul, their body, their mind. And they were welcomed back into their community as heroes and ones who were able to find purpose in their pain, purpose in their trauma, and to come back and serve their communities in ways that they weren't before the initiation of battle, the final initiation of reintegration. And I like that symbolism because I feel like everyone who showed up at the retreat this weekend were very much like those warriors who were going out and tending to the battle, choosing to show up and to fight and to tackle the demons, whether within or learn the skills to approach those demons from without. And we did the work. We, we fought on the battlefield that was the retreat. And now you're tasked with the charge of reintegrating into your society. How do you come back after that experience of addressing potential traumas in your own life? How do you come back a fully integrated and whole being so that you don't continue to perpetuate the pain within your community, but instead you find purpose and meaning in your pain and you allow it to chisel you out as a uh, brighter gem, diamond, shining, shining brightly within your community. How do you do that? Well, like I said, you find your Vesta, you find your inner Vesta, and you devote yourself to your divine purpose. And you allow that meeting with your inner Vesta to reintegrate all of the parts of you that you may have felt were fractured on that battlefield to reintegrate into a sense of wholeness again, so that you can continue to do the work in a really divine connected way uh, in a way that you know you're not dissociated you're not fractured you're feeling whole and alive and energized and untriggered by the trauma that you may have experienced in the past and I think symbolically, astrologically speaking, we do that by finding the point in our chart where Vesta resides. And we can gain a lot of symbolism and a lot of meaning on a very personal level by looking at our own natal chart, how to show up, how to reintegrate, and how to um, create a practice of devotion and self-care so that we can be the holy sacred warriors in our own human experience. 
So I hope that's been helpful. And I hope that you guys had a wonderful time at the retreat. And I hope that anybody who's listening to this who was not at the retreat gets something out of this recording as well. We were talking about planning another one coming up in the future. I'm not sure when or where, but uh, we'll keep you posted on that, of course. And in the meantime, for anybody who's listening to this, um, I want you to know that when you show up to do your sacred work, you're not only healing yourself, but you're healing entire communities. You're healing past, present, and future. And I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for your courage and commitment. And you guys are amazing. And if you need additional support, feel free to reach out. My email is dawn at goddessastrology.com or you can find me at manifestingwiththemoon.com. I love you guys to the moon and back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing your work and finding your sacred devotion. Until next time. Bye.